Sylvester Sleuth and the Mystery of the Big Boat. In our last story, Sylvester Sleuth had just figured out the mystery of the two trees. But just as Sylvester had solved the questioner's riddle, the delivery man had arrived with a new mystery. So, where do you want me to park the boat? The delivery man asked. Ah, uh, Sylvester thought for a moment. Just pull it into the backyard. As the delivery man pulled the boat into the backyard, Reverend Kirk bid Sylvester farewell. If you need any help, just call. Here's my number, the pastor said, handing Sylvester a card on his way out the door. I will leave you to figure out what to do with your big boat. Sylvester opened the letter from the questioner. There was another riddle. A boat should have a name, but this one doesn't have one. This guy built one of wood, but God made one from blank. The man, he saved a few, but this one saves much more. Forty days inside the boat, and God, he blank. Hmm. I suppose I have a new mystery. I better see if there are any clues in the boat. The boat was large and made of rough wood. It sat on a trailer in Sylvester's backyard. He pulled himself up onto a ladder and climbed onto the top of the boat. Removing his magnifying glass, Sylvester started looking for clues. He mostly found dust and a bent nail or two. But after a while, a couple of clues turned up. On one board he found two tufts of fur, and in between some boards he found two small feathers. Sylvester put them into a small collection bag and went back into his house. Feeling hungry, Sylvester made his favorite meal, peanut butter and tuna sandwich with a large glass of chocolate milk. He figured after a good meal, his mind would work a little better. But after he cleaned up, he was right back to work, pulling out his microscope and analyzing the evidence. He looked at the details of the fur under the microscope and drew pictures in his sketchbook of what he saw. When he had completed his drawings, he suddenly realized that he had no books that dealt with animal fur or bird feathers. So he decided that he would go to the library and visit his friend Bookworm. At the library, Bookworm, the nickname for his friend Fred, was working the circulation desk as usual. Sylvester noticed that he was reading a book about animals. Hey, Bookworm, Sleuth greeted the man. I've got another mystery on my hands. Bookworm sat down his book on animals and gave his attention to the detective. Did you solve the last one? he asked. Yes, I did, Sylvester said. With the help of Reverend Kirk and the Bible that you gave me, I figured it out. The dead tree represented Adam. Adam brought a curse on all people. But the living tree, that represents Jesus. Jesus is the tree of life. Great work, Bookworm congratulated. What's your new mystery? Well, the detective began, when I had finished with the first mystery, the questioner texted back, and he told me they had a new mystery for me. He sent me a big boat. Wow, Bookworm exclaimed. Shh, Mildred the librarian instructed. Wow, Bookworm said quieter. Where did you put it? In my backyard for right now, Sylvester said. I inspected it for clues. I didn't find much, but just some fur and two feathers. Here, I drew a picture of them. Bookworm took the pictures and looked at them intently. He turned them over and over, inspecting all their details. Well, he said to Sylvester, 
you can tell this is zebra fur right here. I mean, look at the picture in the book. Bookworm turned to the page in his book and showed the detective the close-up picture of zebra fur. You're right, yelled Sylvester. Shh, said Mildred. Now the feathers, said Bookworm, those are a bit more interesting. One is red and the other is brown. I was reading something about that just a bit ago. Where is it? Um, ah, here it is. Bookworm found the page in his book and showed it to Sylvester. It showed a picture of a beautiful red cardinal and a dull brown cardinal. That looks just like the feathers I found, Sylvester said. But what do the colors mean? It says here that a red cardinal is a male and a brown cardinal is a female, Bookworm said. So you found the feathers of a husband and a wife couple. It says here that the red cardinal is a male and the brown cardinal is a female, Bookworm said. So you found the feathers of a husband and wife bird couple. Sylvester scratched his head. But what does it all mean? Zebra fur and feathers from male and female bird. Do you have any more clues? Bookworm asked. Yes, Sylvester exclaimed. I almost forgot. Shh, Mildred commanded. There was another riddle, Sylvester said. A boat should have a name, but this one doesn't have one. This guy built one of wood, but God made one from... And then there's a blank. And another part. The man he saved a few, but this one saves much more. Forty days inside the boat, and God he... And then there's another blank. Bookworm looked at the riddle and smiled. If this riddle is about God, then there's only one place you can look, Bookworm said. The laundromat? Sylvester asked. No, the Bible, Bookworm corrected. Oh, yes, Sylvester said. I should probably keep reading. Thank you for your help as always, Bookworm. I'm always here to help, Sleuth. No question about it. As Sylvester arrived at home, it started to rain. As he reached for his keys, he realized he couldn't find them. The rain started to come down harder. Pulling his jacket close around him, he ran to the backyard. He climbed the ladder onto the boat. He found the door to the inside of the boat, and he climbed down into the bow. There he found a shelter from the storm. Thunder cracked and the lightning peeled, causing Sylvester to jump. He wouldn't be able to get back into his house until he was able to find his keys. And he also wouldn't find his keys until the rain had stopped. He found a comfortable place on the floor and whistled a few tunes. After about five minutes or so, he became very bored and began looking through his phone. After another few minutes, he became bored with that. He wanted to read more of the Bible to see if he could find clues, but he couldn't get back into his house and get it. Then he had a thought. Reverend Kirk had given him his phone number. Maybe he knew what to do. Sylvester pulled out the pastor's card and texted him. In minutes, Reverend Kirk had sent Sylvester a link to an online Bible. The thunder rumbled again, and the rain picked up as the Bible finally downloaded onto the detective's phone. In a moment, he was back to the place where he had left off in Genesis. He read about Cain and Abel. So sad, he thought. It was clear that it didn't take long for those hearts that were far from God to be selfish. He read about Adam's children and grandchildren through his son Seth, and he read about Adam's great-great-great-great-grandchildren. But he also read about Cain's children's children's children and how they filled the world with pain and violence. Then he read about Noah, and his detective senses started to tingle. 
Hmm, he said to himself, there is something here. He read how God was going to pour out punishment on the earth, that he was going to bring rain and flood the whole earth and wash away the sins that had filled it up. He read how Noah had built a boat. A clue. Dun, dun, dun. God told Noah to take two of every animal onto the ark. The zebra fur. Male and female of every kind of animal. The cardinal feathers. Yes, that was it. He pulled out the note with a riddle. A boat should have a name, but this one doesn't have one. This guy built one of wood. That guy was Noah, Sylvester exclaimed. But God made one from blank. Hmm, what rhymes with one? Sylvester asked aloud. Of course Noah would make a boat out of wood, but what would God make a boat out of? Sylvester looked down to see the link to another passage. He clicked it, and it took him to 1 Peter 3, 18-22. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit, in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison, because they formerly did not obey, when God's patience waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared in which a few, that is, eight persons, were brought safely through the water. Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers having been subjected to him. The detective turned it over and over in his head. What did it mean? He struggled with it for a while, and then it finally came to him. Jesus is the ark, he exclaimed. Jesus, like the ark, protected Noah and his family from the punishment of God, and the ark outside took the beating. So, when we are in Jesus, he takes the punishment and we are safe in him. It all makes sense. A boat should have a name, but this one doesn't have one. This guy built one of wood, but God made one from his son. I got it, he said. But what about the rest? The man he saved a few, but this one saves much more. Forty days inside the boat, and God he... blank. Hmm. Let's read on, Sylvester said, going back to Genesis 7. Then he read the words aloud from Genesis 7:16. And those that entered, male and female of all flesh, went in as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. Hmm. The man he saved a few, but this one saves much more. Forty days inside the boat, and God, he shut the door. God sealed everyone in. But why is that important? A knock came on the door. Sylvester scrambled up to answer it. Reverend Kirk stood outside in the rain, umbrella in one hand and Sylvester's keys in the other. Hello, neighbor, the pastor said. Looks like you left your keys in your door. Can I come down? Sylvester let the pastor in. Reverend Kirk shook the rain off his umbrella and sat down with Sylvester in the bow of the boat. Well, did the Bible help with this riddle, he asked. Yes, it did. Here's the answer to the riddle. A boat should have a name, but this one doesn't have one. This guy built one of wood, but God made one from his son. The man he saved a few, but this one saves much more. Forty days inside the boat, and God, he shut the door. I discovered that Jesus is like the ark, because we are in him. He took the punishment for all of our badness, all of our sin, 
and we stay safe in him. That's right, Reverend Kirk smiled. You didn't do anything to deserve to be saved, and when you sin, you aren't kicked out of salvation. If you have truly believed in Jesus, God has shut the door. He's closed the books on you forever as his. The Bible tells us the Holy Spirit is the seal that holds us in forever. What an amazing truth, Sylvester Sleuth exclaimed. I must text the questioner. Just after the detective tapped out a response to the questioner, there was another knock on the boat's door. It was the delivery man. Mr. Sleuth, you have another delivery. <laughs> Not again. Hello, this is Pastor Zach. I bet you get the story of Noah better than you ever have. At least you don't have to be in a boat with stinky animals for 40 days and 40 nights, right? And no, your brother and sister don't count. Today's story taught us some very important things. But here's one I hope that you really don't miss. If you believe in Jesus, Jesus took all the punishment for everything you've ever done, everything you've ever thought, or everything you've said that was wrong. If you were in Him, you were safe. That means that though God might discipline or correct you in love like your parents do, He will never punish you. Punishment is different from discipline. Jesus took the punishment and wrath once for all. Jesus is an ark of safety, and we can run to Him. See you next time when we find out about Sylvester Sleuth's next big case.